When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. I'm good. How are you, Becca? I'm good. I'm very excited um, because tonight or today or whenever you're listening, it's tonight for us. Um, we are going to be talking about chapter six of Cinder. Um, yes, just so, six. Just six. Yeah. So right now we are going to try going to just one chapter per episode because some of them are just so darn juicy. That um, we just found ourselves going quite long, um, so hopefully this will be a better uh, pace for everybody. So yeah. we're very excited. And we will we will still post one episode every Monday, so you'll still have an episode yeah. to look forward to every Monday. We're just going to be possibly doing shorter episodes. Maybe instead of an hour and a half, it'll be an hour. <laughs> Yeah, apparently I'm a little long-winded, and I really like to talk about stuff. Oh, no, I do it, too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no one's complaining <laughs> yet. <laughs> so I want to talk about Instagram for a minute. Which is super exciting. I know nothing about it, but... Instagram, and we're up to 100 followers on Instagram, so thank you, everyone. Thank you guys so much. That's super awesome. And I held my first live video to celebrate, and it's a little shaky because it was my first one, but I think it went really well, and I had a lot of fun, and we got a lot of questions. Yes. Um, I'm not going to answer all of them because some of them were not spoiler safe, but the ones that we are going to answer were spoiler safe, so I will just start asking them. Becca, are we only going to cover TLC on the podcast no, I don't think so. I think we'll keep going, and we will do all of the Marissa Myers. So, Marissa Meyer, sorry, correction corner. I always try and pluralize her name. It's Meyer, and she's that. And hopefully, she will just keep writing and writing and writing forever so that we always have good material. She has put out a book pretty much every November since, like, 2012, so I have a lot of faith in her. Yes, yeah, she could keep doing that um, until, at least until retirement age. That'd be great. I, I would appreciate it so much from her. Yeah, um, yeah. So another question we got was, will we have a Patreon? We're working on it. Yes. I Me mentioned too. in the video that Patreon really only works if you have a, a few, a, quite a few people involved, like at least five. So I said once we get to, like, maybe 10 reviews on iTunes, I'll set up the Patreon. So that'll be our goal. 10 reviews on iTunes, and I'll set up a Patreon. So everybody go review us on <laughs> iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Yes. I know. I keep saying iTunes because I can't figure out which one they want to go by. Well, apparently, yeah, apparently, like, iTunes is basically splitting into three separate apps or has split into three separate apps. I don't really know how it works. I'm an Android user. 
Um, I do have a separate app on my iPhone for podcasts, so that makes total sense. So I will try to correct myself from now on and say Apple Podcasts. Yes, yeah, so there's Apple Podcasts, and then there's, I guess, Apple Music, or is it still iTunes? I don't know. And then I think there's one for video. I could be wrong. When you open it on your phone or on the computer, it still says iTunes, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have an iPod Touch, like, fourth generation, so when would that have been? Like, 2008 (laughs) is when my iPod was manufactured. It no longer will update with anything, so. So it's, um, bricked? Um, well, no, it still functions, um, like, I can still listen to anything that's on it, and I can actually physically plug it into a computer and manually add things to it, but I can't update any of the apps or anything. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's great. (laughs) So our next question was favorite character. I know you haven't met everyone yet, but who is yours so far? So far, I'm so in love with Aiko. I'm sorry, I just love her. She's delightful. She just makes me happy. That would have been my prediction for you, so I'm glad. (laughs) Imagine that, yeah. I talk a lot about how much I love Aiko. How about you? Uh, We won't meet him until later, but my favorite is Captain Carswell Thorne. I adore him. I cannot wait for you to meet him. Okay. So, yeah, I hope I don't, yeah, I hope I don't hype him up too much, but I absolutely adore him. I'm so excited for when he comes into the story. And is he in Cinder, or do we not meet him until the next book? I honestly cannot remember, but I don't think we meet him until Scarlet. Okay. okay. I'm not, like I said, it's been a couple years since I've read the books. I'm almost positive we don't meet him until Scarlet, but I could easily be wrong. So if anyone would like to correct me, go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, so our next question was, how old are you? Now, I don't mind saying that this is Bethany and I'm 29, but feel free to uh, answer. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> this is Becca. I'm 37 and a half. And oh, gosh. So. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, I don't actually know how old she is. I never asked. Uh, actually, and yeah, you're older than I thought you were by like five years because I always think that you're just the same age as some of our other mutual friends. I have a baby face, so it helps. (laughs) Very useful. And then the last question that I don't mind asking on here because it's spoiler safe is, are we going to do any more segments? I don't mind doing more segments if anyone wants to suggest them to us. Um, Yeah, give us ideas. Yeah, I know at the end of Cinder... I know at the end of Sender, we've got some segments we're going to do. I think I wrote them down. Um, we're going to, um, did I write them down? I totally wrote them down. So we're going to do our favorite quote from the whole book. We're going to do our favorite character other than Sender. And we're going to do our favorite Sender moment at the end of Sender. So that'll be on the very last episode of Sender when we cover the last chapter. But right now, the only chapter segments that we have are the favorite quote. And then if I notice any Easter eggs, so. Yeah, if you have a recommendation, send it to us. We'd be happy to consider it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I'm definitely going to do more live videos on Instagram in the future because that was a lot of fun. Maybe I'll give a better schedule in advance so that people can 
be prepared for it, but I definitely had a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. Yay! Should we get into the chapter? Yes, we should, because it's big. <sighs> it's big, and oh, I was so excited to record this, and then now that I'm remembering where we are, I'm so remembering where, how... Where did we leave I was, off? I was so depressed when we left off last episode, because the the very last part of the last episode, um, we see Heaney curling up like a child on the gurney and being taken away to the quarantine. Very, very, very. Gosh darn it, we're in such a bad place. <laughs> we are. Oh, it's terrible. So it out with that sense of, of dread is still there. It says that ugh, it's so great. The way that she describes this whole scene, the imagery that she uses, I can I can feel the humidity when she's walking around. I can hear the clanking of the wrench in her compartment. I can smell that that moisture smell that you get when it's balmy and nighttime outside. I can just I can picture that scene so clearly in my head from her description. And it's just still so heartbreaking. We have Cinder slinking through the balmy night heading back to this apartment. Yeah. And we find out that she literally has this video replaying in her mind. She's literally reliving this moment over and over and over again. Yeah, which I know that we all as humans probably have had terrible things replay in our heads um but the fact that for her it really is quite literal and it's her computer brain doing it and it's almost involuntary yes like she can't shut it off in the same way that like a human can't shut it off when the brain is doing that but I feel like with it being a computer it's probably just even that much more vivid and terrible I just well, so it's also a recording and not a memory, and memory is um, notoriously biased. Our memory is so questionable. Yeah. Um, so this is like her own little pensieve from Harry Potter, only yeah. worse. Oh, so awful. I mean, her computer brain is amazing, but that the is worse. Yeah, the more we learn about this computer brain, it just gets more and more sophisticated. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, Oh, also, though, sorry, I skipped this part, but this was interesting to me that there is a magnetic superconductor beneath the street. So um, these hover cars, it sounds like, are similar to, and again, I'm dating myself, but when Back to the Future came out, Back to the Future part, whatever it is where they go into 2017, and they have the hoverboards, um, they, the hoverboards in Back to the Future, it's never said how they work, but since that movie came out, yeah, since the movie came out, though, there was always talk about, like, oh, can hoverboards be real? And what I was always told as a kid was, um, well, yeah, but we'd have to put magnets, like, 
we'd have to like build tracks of magnets to get them to work. And that's why now when like quote unquote hoverboards that like came out a few Christmases ago, they're not actually hoverboards. They're like segways without handlebars. Right. Cause um, it's like a fan, right. That propels them. Yeah. I just know that they don't fly. I don't know how many of our listeners are too young for this, but there was a toy in the nineties there was kind of like a miniature village and it had all the trails through it and the cars could only go in the trail. They couldn't be picked up. They couldn't be moved around. They could only go in this, this cutout trail that it had. And so I'm wondering if obviously more sophisticated and technologically advanced, the, this mag belt system, this magnetic grid is something similar where you can only go where the track goes. I would think so, it seems to be. And also, were those toys you were talking about, did they have, like, a little wand that you use? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you could, there were, like, people, too, right, that you could control with the Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll try to find an image of it and share it on our Instagram. So let me. Yeah. I never had any of those, but I remember wanting them, but thinking, like, oh, am I too old to have toys, or am I not too old to have toys? I'm never too old to have toys. Well, you know, when you're, like, a tween, though, and, like, and it's not cool, and so you, like, secretly still play with all your Barbies, but, like, you wouldn't tell any of your friends that you do. I don't know. You did not have very nice friends. See, this was the benefit of growing up with sisters, is they have to play with you. (laughs) Well... I did have, well, I had older sisters, though, was the thing. So. Yeah, I, my, all of my sisters were relatively close in age. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll look up a picture of this toy that I'm envisioning. Um, I forget with, what they're called, but I know I have them on my, one of my Pinterest boards. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up, and I, it might be trains and not cars. Um, but I'll look it up and I'll share it to our Instagram page. There was one, and the the sets would like hook together, right? Like you could make, like you could build your village. Yeah, and you could build like yeah. different tracks and different roads, and they had different angles. Yeah, and there was I really, one that was an ice skating rink, like a frozen pond, and that was yeah, the one and that they I had, wanted. Like, magnets for the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need cool. to look it up, but I picture. I wonder if it's a similar grid. Um, okay. to what you're trying to display here. What were you thinking when you read this? Yeah, no, I was thinking the same, um, that there's just magnets under all the streets. Um, yeah. As a cyborg with, you know, her beautiful, magnificent, technologically advanced brain, do you think she can hear the hum of the magnets? Oh, that would just drive me insane. Or is it like a refrigerator? You get used to it. It sounds like possibly everybody can, because the empty night was a chorus of muted sounds in her head, Um, and it's all—it's describing all sounds that I would think anybody could hear: the sandy crunching of Ico's treads, the sputtering of street lamps above them. So street lamps still sputter. So that's funny they're not like LED um and then the constant hum of the magnetic superconductor beneath the street so I wonder I probably everybody you know how you can hear fluorescent lights uh, yeah 
I was wondering if it's like that or like a refrigerator where it's always humming, but you become accustomed to it so you don't notice it. Well, that's because most appliances hum an S. I don't know what that means. Like musically. Like oh, the notes, the notes I, had, I did not know that. I'm pretty sure it's an S. Uh, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure they all hum an S for the most okay. part. Um, (laughs) why would it humming an s be significant oh it wouldn't oh okay i was just curious if that (laughs) you couldn't hear it you know like a dog or something (laughs) no yeah no it wouldn't yeah it's nothing i mean yeah why would i mean if you could choose you'd want it to hum an a so that you could tune to it but I mean, you can tune to an S, but it's different. So. Yeah, I don't know as much about um, yeah, I, about music in that. T- I'm saying in choir, and that's it. In high school, we didn't learn any of that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, band camp. Ah, <sighs> yes, I did not do band. Um, but anyways, the hum of the um, magnetic yeah. superconductor. And she's walking home. This is so sweet. Do you want to talk about Aiko? It almost seems like Aiko is trying to comfort her when they walk in the built in the when they're walking. She's trying to comfort her, and she doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, I just I love Aiko so much. Um, yeah, I mean, Cinder's trying not to vomit, and yeah, Aiko just stops and asks like are you all right and I just love how she cares I don't know it's so endearing that she's an android <laughs> I don't she's know trapped in an android's body this is this is what, what? I talked about so many times I forget that she's an android because this is not how androids behave as we see later in this chapter yeah yeah, she's something special, that's for sure. She is. And she apparently has a built-in spotlight, which is cool. And she's looking at Cinder. She's trying to make sure that Cinder's not sick. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. It's sad. So we find out that Pearl is in school. Um, oh, yeah. It's kind of just mentioned in passing, but I know before we talked about maybe Cinder was too old to be in school in this society. Obviously not if Pearl is a year older than her and in school. So Cinder's not in school because she works. Yeah. Which is so do we do we think this is like an educational segregation where cyborgs aren't allowed to attend public schools, or is this just because Audrey wants her to work so they have money? Right, yeah. Um, because I don't know. I mean, it could be either, right? Or, or maybe it could be a mix of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, though, at the same time, like Cinder's computer brain is so stinking amazing that, like, does she need to go to school? Because, like, as far as learning, I mean, it's all in her head. Yeah, she, can, um, she doesn't need to learn anything. Even, like, math and stuff, she could just pull up yeah, a calculator. Or, or she might even have built-in algorithms to help with that kind of stuff. 
probably. Um, so then the only reason to go to school would be like socialization, which she's not going to be allowed to have because she's not a part of this society, really. She's That's other. a good point. But so, then I think that cyborgs who aren't center, who don't maybe have a sophisticated brain mechanism, do we think that they go to school or would that depend on their own home situation? I don't know that we've learned enough yet about cyborgs in this chapter to know who has what powers, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if we've learned enough in this book about cyborgs to know. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, do they all get this fancy brain? I, I don't know. I don't, we'll, I find, don't know. we'll find out more for we'll sure. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard to know. Um, so anyways, more, there's more, there's a little bit more world building with the apartment. We see that there's this net screen type bulletin board. It's a gray and dreary lobby. She's got a drunk next door neighbor that she has to help out. <laughs> Even in this world, hundreds of years from now, we still have the drunk neighbor that you have to deal with if you live in an apartment. Which, again, I love that because we also get a, a mention of a cat. Um, so I like that we keep coming back to cats. Um, yeah, but is that significant, I wonder? Not that I know of. Maybe she just okay. likes cats. <laughs> but we'll keep an eye out for it because I could easily be wrong. I've never read them with this much of an in-depth look before. So yeah. there's plenty of things I probably missed. Um, I mean, maybe Marissa Meyer is just a cat person, but she hasn't mentioned dogs, I don't think. Well, also, aren't cats more common in Asian culture than dogs as far as domesticated pets? I mean, there's oh, cats. Quite possibly. Right? Quite possibly. I don't know. I, I don't know. In, in any cramped city situation, apartment living especially, um, lots of people in a small space, you you are going to have a higher percentage of cats, dogs, I would think. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for it. I don't remember it being significant in any way. So okay, we're gonna have yeah. to. We'll, I, have, we'll have like cat watch, and we'll try to keep track of all this. <laughs> So far, it's yes. two. But okay. yeah, we'll do like a cat watch and we'll keep track of how many cats we see. And Bethany's making a note. So. I am. I'm putting, <laughs> I have a cinder notebook. Yes. Cat watch 20, 2019. And right yeah, now it's possible. two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I love that like hundreds of years from now, we still have these drunk neighbors because anybody who has ever lived in an apartment has probably dealt with neighbor situations that are less than ideal. And I got so lucky a few years back, my apartment, my apartment building was under renovations. It used to be like a giant office and they were turning all the little offices into little apartments. And I got the first apartment while the other three were still being remodeled. So when they got done, my landlord was like, hey, do you know anybody? And I, I told him about my two friends. And then so two of my best guy friends from high school ended up living across the hall. And then one of their friends moved into the apartment down. The, so it ended up being four apartments filled with people I went to high school with. So it was just like a giant house for all of us. That was awesome. And then I moved yeah. to 
Mississippi and we had a like quote real apartment where you had neighbors <laughs> you don't know and there's noise and mm-hmm. awkward conversations and people and I it was horrible. I hated um, it and especially hated it. Yeah, apartment life is not fun, especially when you have two dogs. Um, yeah, one of my upstairs neighbors at the second to last apartment I lived in, um, like pulled a knife on my across the hall neighbor at one point. Like I've lived in some sketchy places. <laughs> yeah. This is why I have pepper spray. I mean, part of it is because I'm tiny, but this is one of the reasons sure. that I have pepper spray. Well, also, though, like, anybody who lives in Omaha and ever listens to the police scanners um, knows probably what apartment complex I'm talking about. I mean, it is notorious. So, I mean, there's that. It's, it's, it, was, it was terrible. But. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I, I, I love it. Ugh. Um. Okay. How is this still the same day? That is bonkers. <laughs> this is still the same day. So we the day and and we started in the afternoon. We we found out when Peony and Cinder were at the junkyard that it had been four hours since Peony got home. Or since Cinder got home from the market, I mean. So it's been like, what, six or seven hours since she met Kai? How is that possible? I have (laughs) no idea. It's just so much has happened. So much has happened. Woohoo, I got a new foot to my sister dying in six or seven hours. It's insane to me that this is all happening in the same day. Yeah, woohoo, I got a new foot. Oh my goodness, the prince is here. Play. I met the prince. The prince knows me. And then all of a sudden, sticky buns on fire. Yeah. Running away so we don't go to the quarantine. Going home. We have this dress fitting. We have the crazy scene in the apartment with, oh, you can go to the ball, blah, blah, blah. You need a mag belt. And now Peony is hauled off the warranty. All of this. It's it's so crazy to me that all of this is happening. Like, what a horrible day for Cinder. In, like, seven hours. You know what I did in seven hours today at the office? Nothing. What? Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, because our, uh, well, our bills didn't come in until almost noon. Oh, okay. Well, I hope yeah. that... Jade isn't listening and thinks you don't work very hard. Oh, well, she's on maternity leave, so. Oh, okay, good. Uh, but I, no, 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 I scanned and attached 120 W9. So see, you and, did then I, and then I still unpended with 120 evils in the afternoon. So you still did. None of our listeners care about this. This means nothing to anyone. <laughs> well, I did, I did uh, make Jade read these books, and she loved them. So yeah, I remember that. Should tell her to listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> big boss manager, listen to our podcast <laughs> and then <laughs> like us on or follow, join our Patreon because yeah, <laughs> reasons. Um, yeah. No, mm-hmm. so, and we had a fun squad thing today where the smoothie people came. We had 
Joe on the go come and make smoothies for everybody this afternoon. So I miss working there. We miss you too. You do? I thought everybody would have forgot about me by now. <laughs> no, heck no. We still use your notes for non cow stuff. Do you really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I think it's so special. I know. Are we cutting this out or are we boring our listeners? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll oh, edit. No, because I'm in charge of editing this episode, and I don't know if I'm qualified to cut all that. Hopefully, everyone enjoys tangents. Okay, tangents. That's on track. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, seven hours. Yeah, so we come back into the apartment. Audrey's awake. There are med droids in the apartment. They already know. Because Cinder is is coming back to the apartment dreading, like, how am I going to tell them? She doesn't have to tell them the med droids are there. Which she doesn't realize at first. She's uh-huh. very confused as to why they're there. And it's all dawning on her very slowly. And we get yeah. we get a real look at who Audrey really is in this in this chapter. We do. And uh, you know, uh, I just don't know what to think about her. This is Marissa Meyer as an author. Is just This is how amazing she is as an author. In three pages, we constantly go back and forth between feeling sorry for Audrey mm-hmm. over losing her daughter to hating her for the way she's treating Cinder to feeling yeah. sorry for Audrey about losing her husband to hating her for throwing Cinder to the plague vaccination wolves and volunteering Mm -hmm. her for testing and we I just at least for me reading this chapter I went back and forth between wanting to slap her and wanting to give her a hug yeah and I just you know Audrey's terrible right but like now I want to know like why is she terrible what made her this way like what happened in her life that made her so awful um, because she's not, but she is. Awful. It seems like she always to Cinder. Yes, yeah. And so, what is it about Cinder that, I mean, I'm assuming she blames her for the husband dying. I'm assuming. Well, we point. get from this chapter that she blames her for everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, how, how, I don't know. I'm definitely curious to find out more about how Cinder came to be. Yeah, it's still very vague. And so she refers to her as her ward. Uh And she also says household, not family. That's, that stuck out to me. Did that stick out to you at all? Absolutely. Although the word, the referring to her as a ward kind of seems so backward to me because when I think ward, I think like dependent. Yes. And I'm sorry, but the whole family's dependent on Cinder. It's not the other way around. But so it clearly has a skewed view. When I think ward, I also think, um, you know, someone that you take on, not necessarily mm-hmm. as a but just 
out of convenience, out of responsibility. Um, I mean, obviously there's, you know, versions that are, are kind, like technically in Pride and Prejudice, uh, Mr. Darcy took on Georgiana, his sister, as a ward when their parents died. So obviously that's, you know, a happy example, but... Um, wow. Yeah, happy. Their parents died. Well, I I mean, it's his sister, and it's his sister, and he loved her, and he took care of her, and that's obviously not the situation here. Um, But it's definitely interesting to me that they specified that particular word, because especially because up until now, Cinder's been saying adopted and stepmother, stepsisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Audrey would use ward instead of adopted because like you adopt a child and they become your child mm-hmm. but Cinder's not her child she's not a human to Audrey and I and I don't think she wants to use the word daughter no no I don't think she ever would and like I said she specifies household not family yeah so, like it's been five years since you came to this fam, this household, not to this family. So that's a big mm-hmm. one too. Yeah, she's definitely not a part of the family, but she lives in the house. Yeah. yeah. And I want to ask you, Cinder starts to put this mag belt in between her and the med droids, and in between her and Audrey, and and that it feels like a shield or an extension of herself. How big is this mag belt that she's using it as a shield? Okay, don't laugh at me, but I'm picturing it roughly the same, like, shape, size, and configuration as, like, the professional wrestling belt that the champion wears. (laughs) I don't think of that at all. (laughs) That's just how I picture it. Like, but not as, you know, not sparkly and not, yeah, you know, like I, I was picturing like a baking sheet. <laughs> so, oh, okay. um, yeah, because it's like a rectangle shape. It's relatively large, sure. so you, could, you know. Um, so that's what I was picturing. I really have no idea what to picture, and it, it we're not given a description of what it looks like in the slightest, other than the fact that it's tarnished steel. So yeah, which. But also, like, mag belt makes me think that it's, like, a belt that is magnetic. So, yeah, I'm touching, like, a giant watch or belt. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to watch. I used to watch professional wrestling. I I always hated it. I never got into it. (laughs) Oh, no, I hated it. I always hated it. But he, he watched it. When in the eighties, not not forever. Um. So, anyways, Audrey is blaming Cinder for. Oh yeah, everything. Everything. Everything yeah. ever. She. This picture frame is very um. Symbolic to me. Where does that part start? It talks about the picture frame and how it shows. Um, pictures at their old house, the one with the garden, pictures with Audrey, before she'd lost her smile, picture with their father. The before she lost her smile is just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, 
that's the part where I start to feel a little sympathy for Audrey. And then, you know, two seconds later, she says, Cinder's not capable of love. And I'm right back to hating her. So this is what I'm talking about. This is magnificent writing on Marissa Meyer's part. It really is. And yeah, the whole lost her smile thing, like, that's really the first time that Audrey seems like a person, like, that you realize, that I realize, like, oh, she had a life before this. She wasn't always this horrible, you know? Yeah, because before this, she's been kind of surface level. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and we find out, we find out the father's name also. Yes, um, Aaron. Yeah, Darren, so, yeah, Audrey literally says flat out, if it weren't for you, Darren would still be alive. I mean, obviously that's not. Well, she's devil's advocate here. She's saying that, and we found out earlier, Darren contracted the disease while he was traveling to and from Europe to, quote, adopt Cinder. And so I think Audrey's argument here is that if he had never gone to Europe, he would not have contracted the plague. Right. And so so that's why she's blaming Cinder. Yeah. I hate that because, like, obviously it's not her fault. Like, she didn't ask for it. She didn't maliciously cause him to die, like, I'm sure. But then... Even before that, we get this moment where Audrey, like, slams the picture frame down so she doesn't have to look at the pictures anymore. And Pearl is, like, afraid to face Cinder. She keeps, like, looking away and avoiding eye contact and staring at her knees and then staring at the wall. And do we think that's because she's upset about what's about to happen to Cinder or because, you know, it's one of those awkward things she just doesn't want to watch? Maybe some of both. Because a mere two hours ago, she was yelling that Cinder should volunteer. And now her mother really is volunteering her. I know we haven't got that far in the chapter yet, but if you read the chapter, you know, how do we think girl is feeling right now? Man, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Um, so we get a little information about cinder here that's disturbing to me she's calling her selfish she's saying i loved her too audrey is so mean to cinder in this moment and so mad to her and she's blaming her for everything and cinder is saying this isn't my fault i did not i didn't ask to be made like this uh-huh. so she can give consent to these surgeries apparently not um do we think that that means that her birth parents did because we don't know anything about where she came from yeah i don't know um do some people give consent to become cyborgs or is it like you're taken to an emergency room, there's nothing else they can do, so they, like, have to... I mean, they wouldn't have to give her the hand and the foot. She could get by without it. But, 
with this brain interface and the stuff in her eyes and the stuff that like slows her heart rate. Uh, I mean, that seems so extreme. Yeah, it seems like, like you said, you can live without a foot and a hand. It seems like yeah. they put in a little bit more effort into her. Right. So whatever put her in a situation that necessitated that I would think would have been so catastrophic that she wouldn't have been able to consent that's a good Even point if she had been old enough I don't know I just wondered who did made this decision for her yeah and who paid for it gosh yeah anyway um yeah. so Cinder did not give consent it doesn't look like she gave consent to being adopted either um yeah. and Audrey throws a fit and starts tossing shit around. Cinder gets a red warning light to calm yes. down. How many lights does this girl have? Um, so many lights. So we had an orange light for lying. We had a red light for her adrenaline. Now we have a red light again for her to calm down. Which would be probably the same red light as the adrenaline. I think so, too. Yeah, um... So this, like we said before, this computer brain just keeps getting more and more sophisticated. Does she have a green light that, like, tells her, like, yeah, do it. Like, whatever. <laughs> She's, like, hesitating. Like, yeah. Like, she so, has something encouraging going on. <laughs> I hope she has a green light. I hope it's not just all warnings. And you know what? The green, the green light would be, like, update now or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's a computer so she's got apps and stuff so she does yeah, yeah. all right so here's the dramatic uh, part audrey volunteered sender for the plague research yeah she's sending her to be killed and that's nobody exactly what cinder says nobody survives the testing mm-hmm and Audrey responds with, nobody survives the plague. Which that's true. Um, but the plague is unavoidable to a certain exactly. extent. Exactly. Yeah, you don't volunteer for the plague. Right. Well, if you're Cinder, you're getting volunteered for it. It's also interesting because Cinder, like, doesn't want to go but she, her, like, she's Audrey's property, so I guess she doesn't get to be a part of that decision. No. Yeah, it's completely not up to her. Um, and then... I hate this. Them I, do. Her I really it's, do. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. like as heartbreaking as watching Teeny get rolled away in the last... Yeah. In the last, um, I mean, do you think that we get this moment where Cinder accuses Audrey of only caring about the money and not peony, and Audrey just backhands her so hard that Cinder falls into the into the uh, wall. Do you mm -hmm. think Cinder crossed a line? Obviously, Audrey feels like she did, but do you think she did? Man, um, you're a mother. You have two kids. <laughs> my how kids would you, how would you, well, yeah, but how would you feel if someone accused you of, of wanting money more than your children? That would be a crossing a line, right? 
Yeah, that's not cool. I mean, I joke about selling them or like monetizing them in some way, but <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think I would actually do that, you know? <laughs> I mean, if I lived in LA, heck yeah, like they would be on TV because they need to start earning their keep. And when <laughs> you have like, identical twins, yeah, I mean, yeah, they could be Mary Kate and Ashley, but then look what that happens. So, you know, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, you, that's tough. I think, I think, yeah. I feel I like she that. crossed a line. I understand why she said what she said, but I feel like she yeah. crossed a line. I don't yeah. agree with Audrey slapping her so hard I she falls into the wall. No, that's not okay. And Cinder has to, like, hold her head. It hurts so much. Can you imagine? Cinder's head has to weigh a little bit, right? Because of all this yeah. computer stuff in there. And Audrey mm -hmm. backhands her so hard that she slams into the wall. Can you imagine the amount of force that that had to have behind it? And we know Audrey's relatively small. I'm surprised in this crummy, cheap apartment and didn't break the wall. <laughs> it might have. We don't know. I guess. I mean, I feel like she would have told us if it did, but I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty, it's a pretty horrific scene. Yeah, it's and just awful. Right after that, we get a chilling, a chilling information message from the uh, Medroids. Mm -hmm. They don't need her consent because they have Audrey's. And they even have a protocol in place for cyborgs who, who um, put up a fight. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we have been authorized by your legal guardian to take you into custody through the use of force if necessary. Yeah. And then we find out later, um, it asks later, the Medroid asks, uh, are you prepared to come with us? Mm -hmm. And when she says no... She yeah, says, I won't go. Scientists have done enough to me already. And the android responds, initiating uh -huh. procedure 240B, forcible removal of cyborg draft subject. So, doesn't matter that she doesn't want to go, but she's not going down without a fight. No, yeah, she, she left with the mag belt. She tries to figure out how to run where she would go, how to cut out her ID chip so she can't be tracked. Um, it seems like she's thought of this before. Yeah. How quickly really her does. brain starts putting pieces together of what she would need to do to get away from the situation. I uh, have, so I have a, there's probably a word for it, but I have a fear of being trapped, not necessarily like claustrophobic, I, can be I think it's related to claustrophobia. I have the same yeah. thing. I get panic attacks. Yeah, because if, if I can be in a small space. I mean, you can shove me in a cupboard right now, and as long as the door opens to it, it's fine. But being actually trapped makes me very nervous. So I completely relate to Cinder in like, okay, what's my escape path? What's my, what's my way out of this? I need to find a safe way to get out of this. So... I just, but I do feel like, I feel like she must have thought about this probably a million times before, because she immediately jumps to, 
I need to cut out my ID chip. Do I have time to call a hover before? No, I can definitely get to the city limits. Can I get to Europe? Can I walk all the way to Europe? Like she's ready to go. And she yeah, almost, to Europe like, again. yeah, a, a good thing they brought three med droids because she took two out. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty scrappy. Um, yeah. One less med droid. They, you got her. Yeah, they basically, the last med droid tases her essentially. Um, electroid, electrodes fired, electricity sizzled through Cinder's nervous system, which that's interesting. The voltage overwhelmed her wiring. I wonder how different of an effect tasing has on a cyborg versus somebody who's all organic. Um, well, does it say that it hurt? It doesn't. Because it also doesn't say that it hurt when she got slapped. It says, it says she crossed the room in two steps, the back of her hand whipping across Cinder's face. Cinder fell against the doorframe and pressed a hand to her cheek. But it doesn't say anything about her, her face actually hurting from the impact. It does say, though, when she hits her head against the wall that it hurts, right? Yeah, so it's weird that we don't get a moment of her talking about how much pain there is from this slap. Uh-huh. But do we think that do we think that this electric shock still causes physical pain in her neuron receptors, or do you think it just shuts her down, like it says? I don't know. I would think it would just shut her down, because um, as far as I understand. Um, when you're like tased or stun gunned or whatever, like as a human, it doesn't hurt really. It just incapacitates uh, you. Yeah. It just like makes you freeze up. And, and the, the part that hurts you is like the falling to the ground part. Um, okay. From what I understand, but. Anyone who's been tased, let us know. I never have been. And I don't plan on testing this theory out. Um, I can ask my friends who have worked security. Um, okay. Yeah, I have a feeling if someone tased me, I'd have a seizure in like two seconds. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll get I'll get back to you. I'll ask Natalie. To see. Um, um so yeah, her, for a very long time. Her brain forces a shutdown. Yeah, yeah. So, so it just does a control delete, and then it's the end of the chapter. Yeah, so it's we know so dramatic at the end of a chapter. We didn't find out earlier if she had a bed or if she slept, but do we think that this is how she sleeps? She shuts down like a computer, like your phone. Oh! Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, is that why you kept bringing up the fact that she doesn't might not have a bed? Okay. Oh so no, like, I genuinely I cannot remember if we ever find out if she has a bed or a bedroom. I genuinely cannot remember. Well, I just I mean, noticed. I just noticed thinking about this that, you know, when it says self-preservation and her brain forced her to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Like when okay, you shut so down. Not. We'll probably never find out, right, because they're taking her. So, I mean, obviously she doesn't die for at least another inch and a half in my book. Um, <laughs> the book is called Cinder, so I'm thinking that she's, like, not going to die in the next chapter. Right. Um, but if they're taking her off, I wouldn't expect her to return from this 
to this right. apartment. So and I guess then, we'll never find out. But it says so, no one returns. It says no one survives the testing. So she doesn't think right. she's coming back either. Okay, so you were barely alive in the 80s and probably like none of our I, listeners were at all. I was born in literally the last two weeks of the 80s. I was born December 15th, so. <laughs> okay, so you won't remember this and probably nobody else will either, but there was this television program called Small Wonder and um, it was syndicated. Um, so it was, this little robot girl named Vicky and it was this Vicky lived in this family and she had siblings and parents but she was a robot and there was Harriet that lived next door and would barge into their house you know like 80s sitcom neighbors but Vicky <laughs> would shut down and sleep in a closet like just shut down and in, in, in a closet like and just be stored like when she was, she was like the maid, but she was a child, but she was part of their family, but she was a robot. And like none of like the neighbors or friends knew that she was a robot. They thought that she was human, but just a little weird. It was the best show. So was she literally like in the closet standing up and her head was just kind of. I don't even. I think her head, yeah, I think so. I That's think so. I'm trying to, I mean, I'll have to like YouTube. Uh, I'll just see if I can find a clip um, of this, but it literally, like, that's so funny because one of, I was listening to my favorite murder this morning, so, and they totally mentioned it. They totally mentioned Vicky sleeping in the closet. That's so funny that you brought that up with Cinder the same day, but. Um, small world. Very small world. Small wonder. Small world. Um, Ooh, that's the end of chapter six. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm not, is it weird that I'm not as depressed as I was last chapter? Is that weird? No, we've had a lot of, well, the last chapter was depressing. This chapter is like infuriating, I think. I get stressed and frustrated and angry in this chapter. And in the last chapter, it was just like, overwhelming sadness and confusion right. and so yeah, I'm I, more angry I think with the book being called Cinder and with her fighting back in this chapter and with there being like an inch and a half of book left I I'm angry but I'm excited I want to see what she does because she's pretty we awesome. think, yeah we assume she's gonna survive so we want to see how yeah I just hope I so gets to like the litter to the quarantines I, I like I go I do too so uh, what was your favorite quote for this chapter oh man um uh, oh the thing about the smile what page is that on um that is on page 63 thank you pictures with Audrey before she'd lost her smile yeah yeah, pictures with Audrey before she'd lost her smile. I just, I love her, Marissa Meyer, like, just, I mean, obviously she's a good writer because she's, like, you know, a famous author or whatever, but, like, I love her writing. I just love that. Again, it's very 
it's a very poetic way of reminding us that as much as we hate Audrey, she is human. She is. Yeah. Yeah. And I never thought of her as human until that line. Yeah. But she is flawed and she's, she's not as surface one dimension as we thought. We're getting a lot more layers to her. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Uh, mine was scientists have done enough to me already. Yes, girl, you tell them. Yes. As I mentioned before, this is not the Cinderella I grew up with. This girl has got sass, and I am here for it. I love it. She's fantastic. Yes. We have Bethany's egg hunt. Yes, there's one. And I did get another email about the egg hunt. So just one more time to clarify, it's basically just foreshadowing what we call it an egg hunt. So... Yes, there is one in this chapter. Um, it's a good one, too. So if you're awesome. reading the books for, you know, if this is a reread, then take a look. It's a good one. Um, take a look. It's in the book. Yeah, a reading window. <laughs> so next time we're going to talk about chapter seven and just yeah. chapter seven, uh, which is big and juicy, and we're going to have a lot to say, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are at Prince Ty Fan Pod. And also keep, if you're on our Instagram, keep an eye out because I'm going to do more of these live videos. I'm having fun with them. And if you send me a question, I will answer it on our next episode as long as it is spoiler safe. So, And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast catcher you like to use. And remember, if we get to 10 reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we'll start looking into the Patreon more. So Yes. So write us a review, and also we will read the review on our next episode. Yes. And um, if you have any questions or comments or theories or anything you want us to talk about, as long as it's spoiler free, we'll talk about it on the next episode. You can send those to uh, me on Instagram at Prince Kai Fan Pod or email us at Prince Kai Fan Pod at gmail.com or Twitter, right? On the Twitter at Prince Kai Fan Pod. Um, so tweet us there or slide into the old DMs. Yes. Uh, but if you could not um, not put any spoilers directly on our Twitter or in our Twitter DMs, that'd be great because I'm the one checking that. And, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so don't spoil me. Yes. <laughs> this is good. Hashtag spoiler um, free. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. in the meantime, read Chapter 7, uh, yes. and we will talk about it next week on Episode 5. Yep, see you next week. See you next week. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker. Thank you for listening.